Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Good day and welcome to Extreme Common Sense with your hosts, Trisden and Ray. We hope to leave some of the social polarization behind and dig into the gray area middle of society and politics. When the far left and the far right hate us, we will have succeeded. Welcome everybody. This is the what Ray fourth, fourth installment. I think that's right. Yeah, fourth installment of Extreme Common Sense. I'm one of the two uh, common my, sense guys. Common sense guys, I guess. Trisden here with Ray. Uh, Ray, how's things, man? Back from vacation? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I went way down south. The Yankee boy went down south all the way to Key West, as far south as you can go in this grand country of ours. Man. Very, very cool. Watch the sunset from that point where you're 90 miles from Cuba. Pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It'd be fun little, to go to Cuba. It's a little warm. Yeah. Let's say a little, little toasty. warm. Yeah. July, you know, Florida in July, <laughs> not generally the best idea, but, you know. Get Great some off-season rates. Yeah, get sunburned for sure. Yes. If you're trying. Yes. Um, so today we've got kind of a, I mean, I don't know that any of our topics are fun. And this certainly fits that mold of not very fun. Right. But I think it's good to, to talk about uh, law enforcement a little bit. I think we've all spent the last maybe year and a half, two years of your friends, either law enforcement is wonderful, the greatest thing ever, it does not need any changes or revamping. And the other half of your friends who all say law enforcement is evil, the worst thing ever. Not and a lot of middle ground there. There's not. So hopefully this is something you and I can can throw around the table and, and talk about law enforcement. And, and as per all of our discussions, who knows where we'll end up. We could end up on taxes. Do you wave at police officers? Mostly. So do I. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> so o- do almost I. I a, they got a tough job. Just wave to them. They don't yeah. all wave back, I've noticed. I have noticed. And <laughs> it makes me not want to wave as much. Throw up and, a hand. And I've thought to myself, I wonder if they think you're up to something if you wave at them, right? I've like, thought the some same. Some of them will give you a wave and some yeah. of them will just kind of look at you like, what do you need? <laughs> no, that, that's exactly right. So, yeah, I guess before we dive in, hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, Ray is going to have the Facebook set up. I'm counting on you, Ray. It's I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Trisden and Ray with Extreme Common Sense. That's T-R-I-Z-D-O-N. You can probably figure out Ray, Extreme Common Sense. W- so, W-R-A-Q-U-E. No, no, no. It's R-A-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Balake. What's the the uh, uh, Key and Peel skit where they right, mispronounce right, right. all the names is so good. <laughs> Um, okay, man. So, so what's your life experience, Ray, with with the police? Do you have any any uh, stories? I mean, how, how are you? I mean, again, we're coming from a place of sort of middle class, sort of middle aged white guys, and I know there's a lot of different opinions. But if you're listening, you're stuck with ours. So. I'll tell a, I'll tell a quick story. I'm probably 21 years old, and I went to see the Kinks in New York State. I grew up in New Jersey. Yeah, it was an hour and a half drive home or something, and I'm. I'm not. I don't know that I was inebriated. We were probably doing a few things, but it was a pouring rain at night, and a New Jersey State Trooper pulls me over. And because it's raining so hard, he looks at my license. He says, "Please come into the car." Now my buddies and and I'm in the car a little while. My buddies must figure I'm getting arrested. But here was the exchange. I'm looking at, and I was speeding. That's what he pulled me over for. So he's starting to write a ticket, and I'm looking at this officer, and it it pops in my head. I know him from you know, 10 years ago. So I said, officer, uh, I'm not trying to be a wise guy, uh, but is your name Clyde? And he goes, yes. How do you know that? And I said, well, you used to 
date Trish Zeray, who was like four houses down from us, about 10 years older than us. And we were the little kids who played ball across the street. And we thought it was so cool that you were in the, you know, the, the Trooper Academy and you would play some ball with us. He just keeps writing, writing like, and I'm like, okay, so he might made a connection, but it's not going to help me at all. Right. He gets to the bottom. He goes, Mr. White, do you have any non-moving violations? I said, excuse me. He said, is there something on your car not working? I said, yeah, I believe I have a blinker out. Wrote me a ticket for a blinker, said, slow down and get home safely. <laughs> and that's a true story wow. from 40 years ago. Wow, pretty that nice. helped to know the officer, yeah. I think it always helps. You know, I've got and it a, may help to be a middle-class white kid. I, does not hurt. It's, it doesn't hurt. Well, you know, and I think it's a good point. My life experience with cops have changed a lot as I've went from, and I don't know if I've mentioned much on the show, but I grew up very, very, very poor. So I always think when I hear people talking about that cops are racist, I often go to, well, I don't, I don't, you know, and again, I'm sure some are racist, some are not. You can't put a blanket assumption on cops, just like you can on white people sure. or Mexicans or whatever. But I think they tend to get a lot of calls from poor people. Right. So I do think, I don't know if there's an ist to- Or they're in poor neighborhoods a lot. Yeah. Right. So, but the cops and, you know, when we had some great cops growing up, but you know, they're pulling over the crap cars. They're not right. pulling over typically the, the, the middle class, you know, taxpaying the guys that they assume they're going to see at, the, you know, their church league softball game. They're right. pulling That's over right. the poor people, you know, in their ugly cars that they just assume these people just don't quite have it together and we're going to find something. Right. So again, I don't want to make it about class over race, but I think there is some classism in what they've seen as to maybe gauge some expectations. I mean, if you deal with the worst of the worst folks and you're in a Latin neighborhood, you're probably, and I don't think it's a fair thing to do, but you probably do develop some bias towards Latins. You probably would. Yes. You know, I would think, I would think that's almost a, nah, I hate to say natural, but yeah, that's not a crazy assumption. Right. Yeah. So, you know, again, but I think they're, there is some bias that develops, so will you train your way out of that, right? There has to be – we also have to find a way to combat that. If well, it's funny. You know, we're broadcasting this from Berea, Kentucky, and just up the street is Richmond, Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky University. And what is EKU's strongest program? It's yeah. their criminal justice. So That's we it. consequently have a lot of officers in our fair community here. It's funny. The the uh, hotels are always filled with police cars because they come and train at Eastern, right? Right. A lot of police officers in – in our area of Richmond, Kentucky, because they come to the EKU Police Academy. And I've often thought, you know, we've got we've got professors uh, here who would, I'm sure, love to talk about these topics, and perhaps we'll bring one on one day. I like it. But I've often thought, what a great question for a prospective officer, for a young kid who says he or she wants to be an officer, is, are you doing this to get the bad guy or are you doing this to help people and i think the ones who answer get the bad guy are probably going to turn out to be a little bit of the roughneck cowboys and the ones who say to help people because look that is two aspects of that job it's pretty there's different. certainly right. the aspect of getting the bad guy but there's also the aspect of helping people and they uh, they do that all the time and i think sometimes that gets overlooked and taken for granted right True. And, and again, I don't want to paint, you know, too uh, narrow a brush that there's two types of police officers. But I think in my experience, you could almost pinpoint almost every experience to somebody that's either it is kind of good cop, bad cop. A You've little either, bit. The, the term exists for a reason. It right? does. Yeah. So, you know, either the cop's like, man, 
you know, want to help you out. You're not supposed to be here. You know, I used to shoot basketball at at my uh, grade school that I lived across the street from. And I basically had two types of cops growing up as a little poor kid. It was either get your A out of here. You're not supposed to be here and you know it. Or the cop that would come up, look at me, wave, turn around, knows I'm getting out of a rough, ugly trailer situation. Right. Like he's doing, he's not, you know, breaking the law perhaps, but he's not out robbing, you know, he could be doing worse things. Right. That's sort of, you know, kind of had your back on that. Well, I so, guess that kind of goes to that notion of community policing right. where there are different schools of thought on that. But some of the most successful policing does seem to be when the officers are in the community, not just visiting the community. You know, they're actually involved. They know the people they know the citizens they know the business owners and you know it's it's a little quaint to say andy griffith but if you think of one of the greatest american television shows ever and how he solved things it was never or rarely with the gun occasionally he would have to use that right there's a few shows where you know they go back and get the shotguns but generally it's just his common sense and exactly what you said knowing that you know the reynolds kid is a he's a good keep your eye out because he's a little mischievous at times but these there's no ill intent right he's just a kid that needs a little guidance yeah and and i think to your point you're not going to know that if you're not in the community Uh, and and there's how many dozens of little reynolds kids for example that you know you have to know the nuance there this is a little bit off the subject but i knew a guy who did um what we call back in the day truancy i'm not sure what it's called now resource management or something but basically he was the truant officer if you were either getting in trouble for being habitually late to school or missing school and there's what about 1500 to 2000 kids at madison central and gary said he could tell you the 70 kids that were going to be trouble because it was the same 70 kids. Now, occasionally there'd be others, but the habitual offenders were the habitual offenders. And it's the same with police right. in a neighborhood. They know, a, a community police, yeah. you know, police who are in the neighborhood, they know who the trouble, right. where it's going to stem from. And a much even deeper conversation that we could have over a, four episodes probably is, and those troublemakers probably come from households of abuse. They're perpetuating right. a cycle of negativity that they've seen. So it, it again, it sort of begs the question, how do you deal with people? Because I think through our history, we've just sort of bad, black and white, no gray area, punish those people when they probably need some help, especially high school, grade school age kids. I mean, right. not to get off on a tangent. Yeah. No, that's but, right, though. But yeah, but it's really sad to see that, you know, you're, you're just getting in trouble, you know, because you're getting in trouble at I home. I saw a statistic the other day. The United States makes up 5% of the world population, and we have 25% of the world's prisoners. God. That's a bunch, man. Amazing. That's a bunch. And then that's a whole nother topic right away for our side from policing, but that whole notion of the prison, you know, industrial complex and how much money and, and, and prisons for profit and all that kind of crazy, which right. seems to me... <laughs> Another topic we could do, <laughs> a, a medical care, health, health insurance. But it seems to me that there's a couple of things that even in our hugely capitalist system probably shouldn't be done for profit. And I would think, right. I would think health care in prisons. Now, I'm not saying a doctor shouldn't make a, a fine salary, but sure. just when the insurance companies are getting rich and so on and so forth, you know, but that's a different topic. But prisons for profit, man, there's there's incentive to maybe do not the things in the best interest of the people who may be in some trouble. No, completely agree. And that's uh, definitely, and and to the credit of our government, I think we've seen in the last 10, 12 years, that's kind of a bipartisan issue, or at least it's becoming more of a bipartisan issue. Yeah, something Trump got done, man, that he got help from and and should be credited for. Yeah. Right. Prison reform. And Obama, which I would say sort of made it 
part of the yeah. national conversation, yeah. and then to Trump's credit, also didn't you know didn't poo poo it just because it no, started right. with Obama. So. And that notion, Tristan, that uh, you know, back to policing, where we do want to do this show, that that notion that police are always wrong or always bad or always cause a problem is so ridiculous. It's where the left gets themselves in so much trouble, or even the phrases that they pick, defund. I mean, come on, man. There's ten different ways that you could have said that better. No, right? No, I, I think we, you know, we've we've touched on that just casually discussing that. I mean, the left has some really good ideas, but the, <laughs> some terrible slogans, right? And the right, maybe sometimes on the ideas lacking, but man, their their slogans, oh, no kidding. they're much better. No kidding. The right does a great job in marketing. <laughs> the marketing right, is the best. The PR, the wordplay, you know, it's phenomenal. And the, the Democrats. Defund the police. It couldn't be any stupider. You're telling somebody in a crime-ridden neighborhood, you know what we need to do? Let's get rid of this very thin line of folks that's separating, you know, you from all this negativity and crime. No, it's it's insane. And the problem also, <laughs> it doesn't even mean defund the police. It doesn't. What it means is is essentially you're trying to get some social workers to handle some of the less right. potentially right, right. aggravating scenarios. That's exactly right. And probably a lot of the police would say, that makes sense. I don't want to waste my time with crazy people well, or people that, with issues. And even, um, I've even heard some people argue for the fact that traffic stops probably can go away with the ubiquitous nature of cameras. Right. You could do almost all of your traffic stops via, well, look at tolls now. Toll bulls are basically gone right. because they take a picture snapshot of your license plate and send you a bill, right? Or yeah. you have an easy pass. That's it. Um, and, and so there could be a lot of that for speeding, for running red lights, so on and so forth, and it takes the officers out of that exchange because, let's be honest, in that exchange, you are always the lesser party. Right. Once the officer walks up to your car, I'm not necessarily saying that he or she's an aggressor, but they are in the position of power. Correct. If you, if you um, find yourself at all in conflict with them, you're going to lose that. Right. Right? <laughs> not where you want to be. If you have be. a ping contest with a police officer, yeah. you come up on the wrong no, end of that. Yeah, not where a, you want to be. It's a yes, ma'am, yes, sir situation yeah. for so, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is a whole nother thing, right? That's, right. That's, you know, generally you get what you give or give what you get, whatever that phrase is. But yeah, I mean, back to your question of interaction with police, and I don't want to make it as simple as if you'd have just been polite, but oftentimes it is that that escalates. Well, there are certain times that you know, and we've all seen a million YouTube videos at this point where it's like, why won't they just comply? Just comply with what you the cops say. You do say that to yourself, right? Right. But then there's a million other videos, you know, where it's like, why does he have a gun out? Why is he escalating sure. the situation? Yeah, that's why right. does that cop have a gun out right now? That's why true. is he pointing that in that woman's face? Absolutely right. Like there's, you know, it, there's common sense on both sides. You know, I mean, I've definitely, man, I've never felt scared in a police stop, and Lord knows I'm a speeder. I've probably been pulled over 20 times in my life. I've never felt scared of the police, you know. But I do. I am a yes sir guy. I put my hands on the steering wheel. I don't. I don't take it for granted. Right. You know. I I play right. by the rules. I roll my window down. I have everything in my lap before he gets there, so I don't have to reach or dig anywhere. You know. I don't. I don't want to risk it. They're probably not looking at me again. Middle-aged male, white, as you know. Look at this. He's a drug dealer or something. Because you know they. Probably. Until they look at that watch you're wearing. <laughs> it's fake. 
But no, I mean, I, I think, yes, that's a good idea. But then also there's some, you referenced Andy Griffith's show, which uh, for my our folks that are listening, maybe under 30 or 40. Come on, man. Everybody familiar. knows Andy Griffith. No, I man, hope my kids do. It's a great show. But there's some Don Knotts, right? Like there's oh, some, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you remember Spoofing. the show, some, right. yeah, would grab the folks and try to arrest them for nothing. And, you know, always in a kind of a foul mood with people. And there are some of those guys too. In my hometown in New Jersey, there was Charlie. He's long gone. I don't remember his last name and I wouldn't say it if I did. But he was what was called a special officer, which is a like a, an adjunct officer. They used him for traffic and stuff, but they issued him a gun. And my dad got the biggest kick out of it because that man always made sure like his jacket was over and that gun was showing. <laughs> he was kind of kind of Andy Griffith like, you know, right. I mean, kind of Barney Fife like. Yeah. And and though right, so that stereotype of Barney exists for a reason because those cops are out there. And that's see, that's another thing too because. Um, it, it, it started to change, you know, where officers are getting college degrees and so forth. But a lot of times, and no way to disparage police officers, but it was a job where kind of the local guy who didn't really have much going for him got that job. You know, back th- in the 30s and 40s and the Irishmen, a lot of immigrants. Right. That's why the stereotype of the Irish cop, because right. you got off the boat and they were big, tough guys. They stuck a billy club in their hand, you know, and they walked the streets. But, you know, it, it, it's um, there's a lot there's a lot of baggage with policing. Yeah. No, no question. And that sort of leads into, you know, Black Lives Matter and some of the protests. And, and I think, you know, what you're seeing is a lot of places where I think the protests – if I could say peaceful protests are a good thing. There have, we, we have seen some, some, you can some, say it, but not everyone would agree with Right. You. Well, there, there have been a lot of peaceful protests. There, there have. have also been some violent protests. That's true. I think the peaceful protests help. I think, I think there is room for improvement in policing. I think it would be naive to say there's never been racism in policing. No, there's no can't. systematic racism. No, you can't. Look, there just is. You know, right. I've read every time I read something from the 70s or 60s or 50s, like I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this was how they were allowed to police. Well, I heard somebody say once that in the white neighborhood, the police are an asset. In the black neighborhood, the police are a problem. So in other words, black folks don't think of the police coming into their neighborhood as necessarily solving a problem. It's only going to up the problem. Where if you and I have a situation, two middle-class white guys, the police are there to help that situation, if right. that makes sense. And yeah. I, you know, it's hard for either of us to understand that, but I get it. You know, it makes yeah. sense. Well, you know, I was reading a story. I'm a big baseball fan and I love Jackie Robinson. You know, just what he went through and what he did, breaking the color barrier. It's another show if we want want to go into sports but uh you know he was court-martialed and eventually yeah. left the military yeah. because he you know he was rosa parks before you know he just didn't Th- want right. to get in the back of the bus but that's right there was another story and i'll let you borrow the magazine it's from the 40s and it was uh talking about when he was in college at ucla he, uh, he was a or usc maybe was i think it, it was UCLA. maybe it was ucla but you could be right here yeah yeah we'll look Either it up way, yeah but uh, we'll, we'll fix that in editing but uh <laughs> so he was in a car accident. I think he wasn't driving. I think he was a passenger. But it was like, uh, you know, the, the his car hit a, a white guy's car. So the cops show up and they're like, all right, well, all you colored folks are going to jail because you've made the mistake of being in an accident. And they, they were sort of ambiguous of whether or not it was their fault. But it was just they messed up enough by being in the accident with a white person. Sure. And, and this was, you know, this is a long time ago. What, that's 75 years ago. But – 
Jesus, man, like that's crazy. Like, and then the fact that this stuff, oh. it didn't, there wasn't a line where this all stopped. It wasn't like 1972. There was there's not. N- no more racism ever. There like, was not. You know, I think with, with Rodney King and cameras and stuff that it's getting better. And, you know, and most cops At I Rodney would even King say. Rodney 30 years ago. Right. But, and, and I would say, well. Well, these have made a huge difference. And I'm picking up my cell phone with the camera. I mean, it just has. Because if you think about it, you know, folks in minority communities have been telling us for a long, long time that this is what went on. But until it started to get recorded, we didn't really, I'm not saying we didn't believe it, but it wasn't there. We didn't think about it probably or bad, but now all of a sudden it's in your face and you can't not. And of course, you know, Tristan, maybe this Chauvin trial is a watershed moment because not even Fox News could argue against his conviction. They might have tried right. a few things that, you know, the they had no choice but to convict him. But the fact is, if you were a person with any kind of sense or heart or whatever, you watched that and you said, that was murder. Yeah, and that's the George He's Floyd guilty. trial. Derek the George Chauvin, Floyd of course, trial, the yes. police officer. Right, thank you. Yeah, no, and, and I will say the thing that, that struck me, and you and I again, I think we, we start from a place middle-left politically, but I would say middle-left yeah, for sure. I think so. You know, most of my super right-wing friends after uh, George Floyd was killed, I, I was taken aback because I would have those conversations with these guys that just always fall on the line of the other side of any type of social injustice. It's just, if you know, just cooperate. If, if, just, just, if he didn't right. pass that $20 bill, then yeah, there exactly. never would have, he didn't have to die, you know, but these guys, these same guys were saying, Oh no, no, it was just not his fault. Like yeah. he just didn't deserve that. And I thought, well, for one, thank God that we're all seeing the same thing for once. Well, and it took, and it went even beyond those guys. And you're exactly right. And I know them well, and they are friends of ours. Yeah, because sure. that's you know extreme common sense, man. Both sides have something to offer, right? And until you get all sides together, you really don't get to the truth. But in that trial, officers themselves, perhaps for the first time, I'm not going to say it was unprecedented, but you know, the thin blue line and all right. that, officers took to the stand to say, no, it was completely out of line. Yeah. He didn't follow any kind of, you know, protocol. Protocol that was completely out of line. And to me, that was fairly much a, a watershed moment. You know, That's they, an- historians may point to that trial. If, if, you know, I'm making this point on the heels of you saying that policing does need to change somewhat, there need to be sure. some reforms. That could be a moment. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think the problem. Or one of the problems, you know, when you take any job that's been left basically the same for the last hundred years, it's probably going to have some problems. Teaching. Yeah. Same thing. And everybody, you know, every uh, type of job and business that, you know, affects so many people, you should probably step back every 20 years and say, what's changed and kind of how can we fix this? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there's. There's a lot of things, I guess. I had a point. It's swimming around. I'm going to catch it in a second. But yeah, but I think to, to your point, everything, you know, everything should be revisited. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. And, and it has been a long time of policing in kind of a similar fashion. And um, it's just, it, it becomes difficult when it's an us and them. Right. It needs to be more of. How can we fix this together instead of yes. slogans screamed at each other from across picket lines on both sides? Yeah, and I no, think you saw exactly that. exactly right. Well, the Black Lives Movement started. And again, you look at the left and you can immediately, for me, I go to the slogan, which leaves so much room for the interpretation of why are black folks saying that only black lives matter? And I think that's an uneducated thought, but I think that's a thought that so many people on social media are pulling out. Why, why doesn't it say black lives also matter or black lives matter too? Or, you know, I'm sure they would have found something else had that not been the thing. But I mean, it spawned the blue lives matter and white lives matter and so all lives matter. could it have matter. been worded better? 
Yeah, I think so. I think it could have been worded better. I mean, it's not my place to say what, you know, they've done a pretty good job of saying that we're not saying white but lives don't matter. Of, it's, I think your point is those kind of slogans allow more conservative folks, folks on the right, to say some of the stuff that they do as to what these movements are about. You know, uh, right. they obviously couldn't care less about police or, you know, why don't white lives matter and all of that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Which obviously, yes, but it's obviously not what they were saying. And then again, uh, you know, I mentioned Blue Lives Matter, um, sort of in response to Black Lives Matter. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And if you look at, and again, we can take or, or this- actually not even sort of, probably directly, yeah. Directly, yeah. But, and we could say this on the heels of, of them starting, I've never thought much of Blue Lives Matter because I felt like- you know, it was just a play on Black Lives Matter. Right. It's something to draw attention away. But if you actually look at what Blue Lives Matter want wanted, which was basically to make targeting police, firefighters uh, in acts of violence a hate crime, which I thought, well, if that's the main point, I can agree with that. Right. But I think Americans right now in such a polarized country, you take the initial slogan or the initial wording and you want to buy into your party so much and your side that you, you, there's just no room for this type of discussion. So right. there, I think there is room in America for blue lives matter, black lives matter. I mean, probably all lives matter, but I think we have to take everybody seriously, right? And not just dismiss people because they don't, they probably don't vote like us or they probably don't look like the us. other, the right. other, they're the you other guys. Stop dismissing the other. No, that's exactly yeah. right. And, and, and it is a funny, uh, it is a funny place where we find ourselves with those different slogans and back to the whole defund the police. The biggest the, the biggest misnomer in that is that it's not it, it's it's maybe reassigning the police reorganizing the police i don't unless you're really 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 on the extreme do you not want police and then what you right. what do you have anarchy and anarchy you know it doesn't work well i always right. say you know not to not to you, you know we always want to be politically correct here but if you want to see how anarchy or not paying taxes or defunding the police you know go live in haiti for about six months and, right. and see how that is and then come back and exactly. report to us and know? i th- and to your point i think you know the very edge fringe of democrats actually want to completely defund the police and i don't even know if they're democrats or like anarchists but yeah right far 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 left yeah beyond the spectrum of a normal democrat voter for sure but uh but yeah but i think you know if you're gonna have a slogan like defund the police you do have to i'm sure a lot of people on the right don't know the meaning of that i think they take that literally they do oh these people want to eliminate the police they're crazy right instead of thinking like you said oh let's look into that perhaps a social worker should show up for and and because this is true, too. Um, I haven't known a lot of police officers in my life, but I've known enough to know that their worst call is a domestic dispute. They hate oh, yeah. them. For sure. They hate them, man, yeah. because I don't, I don't know if you've ever been involved in one with a friend or a family. It's oh, the many. most uncomfortable thing you can be in. Yeah. Domestic disputes are just <laughs> miserable, right? Yeah. Now, I get that there could be somebody there who's you know armed or there's violence, so maybe you have an officer there and waiting. But right, what's wrong with a, a different approach to to some of these things where it's it's almost a favor to the officer because you're right. taking him or her out of a situation exactly. that is almost guaranteed to go south. Right. And I think most police officers, you're really, you're better trained at pulling out the pepper spray. And, not, and this is not a knock. I'm just saying, I think they're probably better trained at de-escalating a physical, physical confrontation than they probably are at handling an, an argument that's hot between two people. Absolutely. So to be able to right. say, you a social worker are trained literally in this field. I'm here to assist if it gets out of hand. That's it. 
but you know, I'm not going to step in with my pepper spray and gun immediately and start, you know, right. sort of going to town. And and most police, of course, don't do that. But I think it has happened. You know, sure where somebody that, you know. And I don't not to say women are weaker, but I've seen situations where shots were fired at two women, you know, in a fight by a police officer. And again, there could be more context than the YouTube clips that I've seen. But it seems like why would that, you know, this cop can't get between them and, and stop these women fighting with their hands without pulling out a weapon of some kind? Right. So, yes, I think a social worker in many situations, certainly domestic disputes, is going to do nothing but help those types of situations. Yeah, I think so. And that falls under the umbrella of defund the police. Yes. But d- does not fall under the ab- umbrella of let's get rid of the police, hey, which is how the they're marketing the slogan. That's exactly right. It's it's Or, or how the slogan's being taken advantage Correct. of. Correct, yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, Defund the police means let's get rid of the police. I mean, you, you hear it all the time. And no, that's not what it means. That's why we bring extreme common sense, darn <laughs> it's it. Extreme. I mean, and it's, it's true because it's um, it, it's there's a lot of merit to that argument of how do we look at the police and find hang, a, hang on, I'm getting a call. <laughs> and find a better way for them to, you know, to, to use their resources. But boy, it's a tough discussion to have because you run in immediately to, no, I'm not having that discussion because we have to have police. Yes, of course we do. But can't we at least look at what their responsibilities are, what we're asking of them? Because it does seem to be that a lot of that has grown. A lot of their responsibility and such has, it's shifted off of things like you know, answering calls um, that they're not qualified for, right? They're, you, you know, right. Uh, uh, domestic disputes and so forth. I mean, you know, and if I, what I, they should be doing. That, yeah, exactly. And I think defund raises that question. And with a better slogan, like if we had the slogan, make policing better again. Right. It would, you know, but it was the exact same thing. Right. I think the right side of the political spectrum would say, oh, that's or, a good idea. Or, Let's make it great. Just make policing better, right? Make right. policing, yeah. But I would say, and I don't know if you've got an opinion on this, but my thoughts on police, policing, and you touched on this in the Chauvin trial, the one thing I would say ultimately that's wrong with policing systematically is there's really a teammate mentality. And I think of the times, you know, I've played sports most of my life. I'm sure you played a lot of sports in your life. Right. You know, if you're on a baseball field and you're playing third base and your pitcher's a prick and he drills some guy for no reason, he gets a kick out of it. And somebody runs out there, you know that's your pitcher's fault. You know he's a <laughs> but prick. But you got to defend him. You've got his back 100%. He's wearing your jersey, right? Like you're wearing the same jersey. Yep. And that's, you know, that's football, that's basketball, that's baseball, yep. that's hockey, and that's policing. That's right. You're not going to get on the stand and say, this that's guy is an ultimate prick. He's always been a that's prick. That's a great point. And he's got to go. That's, so, and I think a great point. To, in the Derek Chauvin trial, that was the first time we saw these guys yep. say, look. The thin blue line cracked a little bit. It did. And, and, and it should. Like, it should. right is still right. right. Wrong is still wrong, no matter how hard of a job it is. It is yep. a hard job. Credit to people who can do that. But there's still a point where if your teammate and your fellow officer, your partner's wrong, man, he's got to be held accountable because we've got to have good people doing this job. Yeah. No, that's right. And and the only slight caveat I would add is, um, you know, I'm 60 years old. So I, back to Andy Griffith, I remember the one, you know, uh, siren, not siren, but the one uh, light on, on the police car. Yeah. When did the disco show start? <laughs> I mean, I get it, I guess, for insurance purposes and stuff, but 
Guys, it's blinding. Can we not talk about this at all? You're heading down the interstate at night, and it's Studio 54 on the side of the road. Am I right? Man. And he's got Grandma pulled over. I mean, good Lord. You're not going to miss it. You definitely lose the excuse of, Officer, I just didn't see you back there. And I'm sure that's what you would be told, that for insurance purposes, they have to be seen. But my goodness. (laughs) How many seizures have they induced with that thing? (laughs) Studio 54 would be proud. Man. Holy Christmas. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. But, uh, you know, I've been pulled over, and I've literally had the best experience. Like, I've got a ticket in Pineville, Kentucky, and left the experience with a ticket with a better day than I had before because the cop was so – hang on, that's that's mom. (laughs) Mom? (laughs) So – is this a good opportunity to thank Front Porch Studios here? As yes, we, as yes, we, yes. Thank you, Troy. Thank you, Troy. Yes. Yeah, so, and we probably do have to wrap it up. But so, you, you, so you Troy felt, in the other room you, handling the phones. You felt better because of the exchange. The cop with the was cop, so friendly. But you still got the ticket. Still got the ticket. Well, it's kind of an, a, a nice end to this story. This cop comes up, is like, you know, sorry, sir. I, you know, it was like close to Thanksgiving, I think. And he was like, man, I hate to do this to you. You know, I, I hope you're traveling well, but you know, I got to give you a ticket. You're doing 78 and a 55, and you know, we're gonna make. It's 60 or whatever, but you know, you're gonna have a little fine, and you know, I hope you have a great day. And it was just, and I was just like, man, like, and I think, why can't there be more of that? I told him, like, you know, it's such a crappy experience when you're getting a ticket. You leave there knowing you owe 300 bucks that you didn't budget for. So, it, you know, you can make that a little better. So I just thought, man, that was the best thing ever. I mean, at least, you know, a little sugar with the pill. Better. But I called to pay the ticket. I called, uh, you know, four days later because it was like a Friday. I called like Monday or Tuesday, and they said, oh, uh, he's dismissed that. No. So I guess the cop said, let him off with a warning or something. And and so no no ticket. So it was pretty cool. But I've had a similar experience uh, coming up 75 here between Berea and Richmond. Cop pulled me over and just mercilessly rude and mean. You know, just, you know, just completely unfriendly. Didn't give me a ticket, ironically enough. Gave me a warning. I think he was undercover. He was in unmarked. But I was just like, man, just my whole day. You know what I mean? Just shot because, you know, just every opportunity. It doesn't have to be that way. And, and that's not just police officers. That's everybody. Sure, right. I, I just got back from a trip, and the guy that took our bags at the airport could not have been a friendlier man. And I actually said to him, he, he drove the – we did long-term parking, and he drove the shuttle bus, but he insisted on taking your bag. He's looking for a tip. But he was just happy and polite and asked people where they were going. And I said to him at the end of it when we were getting out, I said, man, thanks for being, you know, so polite. And – it's not that difficult, is it? He said, "Man, it's really not." You know, and there's I think a lot people of jobs, make those choices. There's jobs for people that aren't that aren't the, that person. Like you know, that's right. If, you know, if you are not that person, my wife then there's is plenty of jobs. Yeah, yeah, my wife is the first person to admit. Like I, I do not need you know my job, or my job. My wife, to her credit, will admit she's a bit not, not a public people surface person, right, right type right, person. Right. right. It's good to know that and not go into a field where you have to be this person all day long. No, absolutely right. The last time I got a speeding ticket, and it was about four years ago. I haven't gotten many, but I was. we were heading up to New York State through Ohio. And I think at one time they might have had the death penalty for speeding in Ohio. I'm not <laughs> sure. But they, they Georgia, take it serious. Georgia, Georgia also. As well. yeah. And it was Officer Morrow. I remember that. And it was me and Patty, two kids in the back. And I was literally listening to a Frank Sinatra CD. I just occasionally I listen to a lot of different things, and I had a Sinatra CD on. And she actually said he 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 was on her side of the car, and she said, 
Officer, how fast could he be going? He was listening to Frank <laughs> And he was having none of it. So I don't care who he was listening to. He's getting a ticket. He was that guy. Yeah. And of course, I got my ticket for, you know, and it was, man, it was like 230 bucks. They wrap you. So, yeah, they so get don't you speed. Good. Yeah. But all right. Don't know if we solved anything, but uh, it was another fun half hour or thereabouts. And yeah, fun to try to find a little middle ground. Yeah, a little middle ground, which little, is little bit. the police have, have a difficult job. Be respectful to them. Right. In turn, police need to be respectful. Respectful back. Yeah. And, and the ones that you suck, know. you gotta we gotta get rid of them. And, the ones and we that gotta suck, bring in people, you know, who are uh, make the job proud. Make and there the are a few. You know, and, there and, are some. Right. And defund is not about eliminating police. It's about looking at the limited resource and seeing how to best use it. Correct. And where you can use social workers, where you can use cameras, where you can take police out of situations that lessens their chance for things to go bad. Sure. Right? Stop, that's that's stop the ultimate them in goal. Right? Compromising situations. Let's keep police safe as well. Let's yeah. keep the civilians safe. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Because the like everything else in life, there are some bad apples, but the vast majority of police officers are good folks. Yeah. That are, that are truly community servants. That's you know? it. They're public servants. Yeah. Just just like our friends in BLM. Yeah. The vast majority of them well, are just like a little social justice, but there are some bad apples there too. That's exactly right. So, But yeah. the vast majority, pretty good folks. All right. So if I ever fa- uh, f- figure out Facebook, tell folks where they can reach us. Ray, I think they're going to find you at uh, Trisden and Ray. Extreme common sense. I think if you go to the search bar and you type in any form of that. Extreme common sense. From the right of the left to the left of the right. That's right. Hopefully we'll, we'll find you there. And you can listen and tell us how stupid we are. So if you're one of our nine original listeners, yes. you can get on and nine? say. That's no. a big number. Well, we're, we're shooting for nine, I think. <laughs> well, this is episode four-ish. So if we have nine by now, be pretty <laughs> pretty happy. And, and, you know, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Yeah, please. How stupid we sound. And, hey, maybe we'll bring you on. Maybe we'll be doing guests yeah, by the time. And, I would uh, love you know, to. If you want to come debate with us maybe you can straighten us out and tell us why we're wrong yeah. so yeah Would check us out that. on facebook that's trisden and ray extreme common sense uh thanks to the front porch studios thanks to our friend troy thanks troy yep ray great to see you see you next week thanks this sounds great trisden thanks you gonna stutter that out again <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks for listening to extreme common sense with trisden and ray we hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week